It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Cover Mongoose. My name's Roxy and I am your host. This podcast was born out of my admiration for the working musicians around me and a love for the nuance of live music performance and long-form podcasts. I wanted it to be a forum to take inspiration from your local heroes, to create a community in our industry, and to see how working musicians around me have made a living. I also just really wanted three-hour conversations with musicians I really thought were awesome. (laughs) Right, so this week on the podcast, I had Joe Warner. Now, Joe Warner is the founder and managing director of Here and Now Entertainment, who are an agency who create and send bands to the Middle East and China. Uh, They're also opening some UK branches, and they're really, really expanding. Joe has some amazing experience doing covers himself as a guitar player singer, and then, of course, running the agency and working in other agencies himself. We get to really chat about some of the agencies he's worked for and his kind of origin story. That makes him sound like a Marvel character, but... um, Yeah, so it was really good fun chatting. Unfortunately, we only had an hour, um, but we really tried to make use of it as best we could. And we'll definitely try to do another podcast where we can really delve into the depths of, you know, what he's looking for in a musician when he's hiring for the agency and some of the pitfalls of the industry itself. Um, So it was a really great chat. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Uh, Yeah, Joe Warner, everyone. Right, hello. So we are here today with uh, LeJo Warner, who is the CEO of of Here and Now Entertainment. Where? And of Oxygen Rooms, right? Yes. I don't know how it works, CEO or manager or owner. I prefer the Gore-Tex mentality, just I'm an associate, we're all... uh, We're all uh, all one. Uh, The CEO (laughs) is a bit of a... Oh, does it feel too highbrow? Yeah. Too, too uh, corporate? No, you know, no, not or... that. I just... Um... We're in Shoreditch, darling. Well, yeah. we're not now. We're, we're in... in Bethnal Green. We're on the outskirts of Shoreditch. We're in East London. Uh-huh. Um, CEO, yeah, that's a bit... Is uh, that where the hipsters bit... are moving now? Shoreditch got too expensive, so the Correct. more hipster you are, you move to Correct. the outskirts of Shoreditch. I think the next place is going to be South London, which is uh, uh, where we're we going to go next. Right, I see. So um, we're in here and now as like, new offices, which are super cool. Well, I don't know how new. It's just... Moved in in November. Okay, so not that new. Not I'm, that new. I'm just a bit old. But new, newish. Yeah, really cool in Containerville, which correct. Is, right. Okay. So anyway, um, I'll put a little blurb in the intro, but um, I kind of wanted to start with um, an interesting question. I thought because you've worked as an agent for how many years now? Seven or eight years. I kind of stopped counting after three, maybe. Right. But was that was that because here and now it's been for seven years hasn't it i mean the company like if you look at uh, when the company's incepted yeah it was started maybe in 2000 oh god i could look at the company's house record but yeah longer it was like when the idea came created the company and left it but like i suppose in like a real running company since six or seven years right okay. but like it existed on Certain levels, doing things as an idea, exists as an idea before it kind of manifests itself into 
me talking yeah. to you today. Right, okay. And then, because when were you working for Starlight? Oof. Um, eight, like eight, nine, ten years. Like, it kind of, honestly, I know it sounds yeah, no, weird. No, off the spot, I can't remember. Like, say, after doing this, I think I remember hitting 30, and I was doing it for then, and then, like, I kind of stopped counting how many years it was. Yeah. I started... I started working with Starlight after being in a band. In fact, I did um, a residency contract in a band with Starlight. Then came on working full-time in a band. And then full-time as an agent, which was so tiring. I'd finish a gig at <laughs> 2, 3 o'clock and then start work at 10 o'clock. Right. And then work till 6 o'clock. And then come home, shower, and then get back out on a gig again. And then I did that for like maybe six months. I did a six-month contract doing that. Was that at Porter's? No, that was Stars and Bars. All right, which doesn't exist, but does exist now. Exists again. as a venue, but doesn't exist as a gig. Ah, okay. Um, I think they have a freelance band there. I'm not sure. I'm not Something sure. like that. And then, um, <clears throat> then did twelve. I don't know how long I did. Maybe twelve months. Maybe six months. Um, Working full time, and that's when I came back. And yeah, so you you did six months while doing a gig, and Correct. then you did twelve months working for Starlight. It, it could have been like eight. That. It could have been twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like, up to a, a year period of time. Yeah, like a in substantial period of time. working just for Starlight mm-hmm. in um, Abu Dhabi. Correct. And then what did do they still exist? Because they screwed a lot of people over, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, they Starlight doesn't exist as. Not that I'm aware of as like a brand, an entity. Yeah. I believe that the people involved still, well, they still exist. I mean, I haven't, yeah, yeah they're still alive. Uh, they, they exist to somewhat doing, I believe, other kind of projects. But yeah, um, I don't, I don't follow or yeah. kind of, uh, Paying attention, really. To right. So, what did they do? Because I know you left because they kind of fucked a bunch of people over, or did yeah, closed down. Like? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't really like talking about things when someone else isn't here to defend themselves. Right. Um, I would, you know, yeah. Fundamentally, what happened, I wasn't happy with. Like, yeah. some people would be outraged. Some people would be fine with it. Everyone is their own individual. Everyone perceives. Each scenario that arises and reacts accordingly. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't happy with the what I was getting immersed to. Yeah. And um, you were attached. And then and then, and then I reacted accordingly. Yeah. Um, and like I say, what happened? It's it's their business. Yeah. Um, Can you I'll, switch chairs? That chair is really annoying. Yeah. Of course. I don't know why it's so noisy. Um, it's, <laughs> It's because it's got like a special back thing. I mean, it's. Oh, really? Is it a posh, posh for backs? Yeah, it's a posh for backs. If that's the terminology. Uh, That's that's one posh for backs, another posh for backs. Yes. All posh for backs in this place. There we go. That's hopefully Um, less noisy. If this one's less more noisy, I'm going to be so annoyed with myself. It seems less. Oh, you're going to crack your knuckles as well. I kind of just. (laughs) Maybe I should stop gesticulating. Just stand there and like do this like this. No, okay. no, no. You, um, can, you can gesticulate as much as you want. Okay. I think. That I mean, I find it very hard not to. It's good. You're uh, a salesman. That's part of uh, what you do. You're an maybe. entertainer, darling. Maybe, You'll maybe. always be a frontman. Yeah, I'll always be a frontman. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, what happened? Okay. So, it meant, that... I, it meant I came back, and like I say, they're not here to 
defend themselves. The, to discuss it and, you know... It's fine, they're why. closed down, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Um, and by the sounds of it, they were bastards. I can say that because <laughs> I don't run a company and don't, <laughs> don't care if I slander people if they're assholes. Um, then again, there's some people I wouldn't say anything about, like, publicly because you just yeah. you just don't want to you don't want to ever attack people or, or you know and like you say when they can't defend themselves i mean there's a saying bullshit always smells yeah so but, but the difficulty is and this is where it's difficult is that and i it leads kind of into my question i wanted to ask you which is that there are some people who still get away with treating people poorly not be paying people properly doing a lot of bullshit mm, yeah doing a lot of bullshit with artists, but because they have a relationship with the gig or because they just have the gig somehow because they managed to sell it, mm. they get away with it. Mm. Or because they've got a shiny promo and you end up there with a better band or a, you know just being an honest person mm. and you get screwed out of it because mm -hmm. you're not honest. So what I wanted to say was, before we move on to that, is like, do you think you understood how hard it was to be an agent before you were an agent. I mean, I never, like, wanted to be an agent. I never kind of left uni and thought I'm going to be an agent. Um, yeah. I was trained to be a teacher, a music teacher. Oh. Um, and I kind of just let life lead me. And before I know it, I was an agent. But once again, like, these are, like, just giving terms. Um yeah. I just do what I, I don't know, that sounds really cool. like, I suppose I am fundamentally an agent, but I was just doing what I was doing, facilitating certain things, well, networking, and, and, then it, and then it led to be more of an agent role. Um, and then when I was, um, yeah. But did your perspective of agent work? That was a question. Um, yeah. Did, to, well, the question was, did I realise what it was going to be like being an agent when I started? Yeah, like when you started or even before, like when, what was your perception of agents? Because the reason why I ask is because before I worked for your agency yeah. and I always thought, you know, um, especially I'm with Sam who's captain considerate and, you know, really always tries to see other people's perspectives. Like I always kind of understood, like I disagree with people who were outright making, you know, you know, taking advantage of people. Yeah. But I never thought, I never saw quite how hard it was until I worked for you. Um, just to give context, I worked for, you know, here and now for six months and they were very amazing to me and I just couldn't fucking hack it. Because I'll give you that five later people, to say oh. that. <laughs> no, no, you guys were, you guys were amazing. I just could not handle being responsible for when musicians were assholes mm -hmm. or when venues were assholes. And then just being the one in the middle where you're to blame for both of them and when you have a great band and the people don't like it just because they don't like the look of the singer and it's not even that the singer's not even hot it's just that they just prefer the other one no they prefer blonde they prefer, brunette, they prefer, they prefer the, blue eyes for brown eyes they want this yeah or no, they no. prefer the shinier promo instead of the live experience promo it's just so and and then just how people speak to you and navigate and how the whole concept of being on all the time is just impossible mm. and it just puts so much strain on your life and it's not that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. So it's like I kind of related to, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Take my money. Like, Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, did I expect it? I, I suppose not. Like, I don't know, give like, like an analogy, you can, when you, people I don't run a marathon for the first time, they're like, I knew it was going to be hard, but fuck. When I got to mile 22, like that was really hard. So in some yeah. way, I knew 
it was going to be difficult. Because... So you didn't go in thinking this is going to be easy because I think a lot of people think that. No, like um, I th I've been fortunate to like work in music right. since I was 16. Like I started my promotion company when I was 16. I was putting on shows at the academy. Oh. I remember being like 16 years old putting the Misfits on and like then going on tour with the Misfits and that was like a serious... What made you get into that? I used to, basically, I was in a band and I wanted to play with that band and I couldn't get the support show. So I just booked the band and then put myself on. And nice. then, so basically I was like, I want to play with that band. And then, yeah, started doing that. And before I knew it, same thing with what's happened with here and now, before I knew it, I was booking bands. Right. Um, a booking agent would then, excuse me, contact me and be like, oh, I've got XYZ bands coming now. Do you want to book them? And I was like, oh, they're cool. Yeah, I'll book them, but I actually can't put myself on because I put myself on the last show. And now this is getting a bit on top. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I digress. So I've, and then I put on club nights, and then I managed the band, and then I started my own studio. So, and I'd work with... That would so, have set you up really well. From a very young age, like, uh, excuse me, you know, I've been fucked, I've got fucked over <laughs> doing a show when I was, like, 16. Like, a friend of mine booked a band, and then he was like, I'll sort the show out. And um, two weeks before the show, I get called from the venue. And like, we've had no deposit. We can't get hold of him. We found you on MySpace. That's how long ago it was. Yes. Um, Vintage. And yeah, like, and then they dropped the whole thing. Like, well, you've got a contract. And I was like 16, 17. I didn't know what contract. I knew what a contract was, but I was like, yeah. and what? but they laid it on thick and made me feel like I was going to go to jail kind of vibe. So I was just like, fuck. All right. What needs to be done? And then just contact the booking agent, spoke to everybody, went and had a meeting, and just like realized that X, Y, Z needs to be done. So I just did X, Y, Z. And then the, the gig happened, and it, it was a success in the fact that it happened, and no one got fucked over. But I suppose from very early on, I realized that nothing's easy, like in the industry. Yeah. So maybe that's where my perception wasn't so, so obviously you you had a perception from an early age of what being a kind of management organizer that i mean yeah. that is essentially agenting yeah totally like booking yeah. um ice management agents it's all within the same remit um you know slightly different terms but yeah it means the same yeah. thing so yeah maybe i didn't realize but I, like how hard it would be but kind of knew it would be and yeah t t took t took the same philosophy how have you adapted over the years having done this? Because like you have um, you have a lot of artists that you're kind of responsible for. And did you like with overseas contracts, I think it's harder than contracts here sometimes. Because yeah. yes, you're dealing with a bride and groom, but it's a day and then it's done. Mm. And then it's sold and then it's just maybe there's more frequent sales stuff, but it just feels like it moves a lot quicker and it's not like you're bound to one maniacal person there's also a cultural you... thing like you're dealing with people that are from the same culture as you right. same language you can refer to oh we're playing at <clears throat> let's say you know with, with yourself yeah we're playing at x venue oh i know that venue in brian you know when you've right. and yeah i know that oh, i saw you here so you already have a relationship and and it's a lot yeah. simpler so um and you're not selling someone to Whereas with the international contracts, it's kind of like you're then considered dad for 50, yeah. however many. I mean, how many artists do you have on the roster, like out on a contract at the minute? At the moment, you don't have to give me exact. We've got nine, nine bands up playing. 
shit. So the, the, the biggest like... we ever had was 15. The smallest we ever had was like five. Yeah. So like, I always say like a mean. So I'd say we're just below where I'd want to be. Like 10 is what yeah. I always target for. If we have more than 10, great. If we have less than 10, I need to get to 10. Right. Like that's so, kind of where I feel. So you've got so many artists out there and also they're living... It's almost like you're the go-between for their living circumstances, their day-to-day, their relationship dramas, their personal dramas, their work dramas, their everything. And you become that kind of go-between. Have you over like have you found a difference in the way you deal with it like from the beginning to now? Yeah. Um I'd say the biggest thing is how you react. Yeah. Um like, I'd say I'm calmer. Right. Um, I'm calmer within my reaction. I'm calmer within my response. Maybe there's some sort of thing that's festering away and one day I'm, I'm going to lose it and go, ah, but um, fundamentally... Yeah, you just buy a motorbike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to hit me life quite a buy a motorbike like I've just done. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm calmer. Or let's say something happened five years ago X scenario, it doesn't matter what the scenario is, something that's challenging, and then now it happened tomorrow, the scenario is still the same. Um, I would think how I dealt with it would still be the same. Right. However, from hearing about it to deal with it, that's where I've changed. Calmer about how dealing with it. Like, right. this has happened, you know, that's just happened, great. Forget about it for 20 minutes, you yeah. know? And then, or whatever it may be, come back to it and not not panic. Yeah. Like a, a lot of people have a tendency to think that something's urgent or emergency and it's not. And panicking doesn't help. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, help. It, it evokes um, negative reactions or negative emotions. No one yeah. panics and go, oh, I panicked and had a great time, which, or, or I, I was happy. Or I panicked and made funny. a good decision. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, to learn to sleep on it, try and do a little bit less is more. I'd probably put less, let's say I had to deal with it through a written medium, context, yeah. email, to, I'd probably say less, try and be more yeah. direct, be more concise. <clears throat> it's hard if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, because I know you're, you're like me, we can tend to be verbose because we can talk, 100%. which is sometimes good, I think, when you're selling, but when you're dealing with crisis control, sometimes it's better yeah. to just be like. Also, yeah, I mean, totally like, and what, that's a good point, actually. Um, we'd talk about a problem, find a solution. They say like silence is definitely like, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I haven't responded correctly. So I'll go on again and then again. And uh-huh. then sometimes they're not responding because there's nothing to be said, but because it's a, a crisis, yeah. you find the tendency to waffle on. And when sometimes you can yeah. be like, this is it. Okay, cool, yeah. bye, sorted. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. a good point, actually. I'd never, yeah, that's a, maybe got better at condensing that, albeit maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. We all have our moments. I mean, yeah. We had a stupid fight about karaoke version. Yeah. I which mean, I've now been buying on and it's all fine. Yeah. But it's I mean, just... But, but for I can example be... of that, that was an example of how I didn't react how I did before. Um, right, I reacted yeah. in a moment. So rather than something happened, whereas let me say I've just said I'll do this now. Yeah. Not perfect because I still would have... How that... I should have gone, okay, cool. We'll talk about it tomorrow or whatever. Or we should have just realised there's a miscommunication going on here. Let's have a phone call. Pit but it was my fault because... Phone. Yeah. I, it was my fault because I was I was just being a knobhead and I was like <laughs> I, I get irritated on principle and okay. if the principle of something and if someone hasn't got my principle I then start going Argh. a phone get... call is probably another thing that I've but it's really difficult to pick up the phone it's so difficult and, I, and I'll tell you why I, I, I know this 
A for experience. I think in the, I can't remember, eight, 10, seven, six years, it doesn't matter the period of time I've been doing this, I probably had, once again, don't know the number, say 100 crises. Yeah. I probably had two phone calls relating, this has happened, like, hey, this has happened, I'm really sorry, or this, da da da, the phone call. No one ever picks up the phone. Or they'll send a WhatsApp, or they'll send an email, or they'll send a Facebook message, right. or they'll send a voice note. So in evening, that's tricky. Yeah. Like, and, and sometimes I should deal with it by picking up the phone, but we get fine. It's so much easier to send the WhatsApp. The, it's and weird it because trigger more. sometimes I think it does trigger it worse, like where you could on the phone just easily sort it, but it's hard if it's late at night or whatever. 100%. And just so many things. Like I find, I think in the modern age, a lot of us have aversions to phone calls. Like we just would rather not. Yeah, yeah, and totally. You, you want to... We do it in our personal lives as well. Yeah, <laughs> but especially if you're doing something, you're like, let's just put a text. But that means no one's giving it full focus. So therefore things get completely mis lost in translation. Mm. So I, I do think it probably be, would be useful sometimes. But then also it's good to have a paper trail for certain things. Like I have an agent who calls me up and he's useless at double bookings and all this stuff and things like that. He always does a Facebook call and I'm just like, just text me. So then I have the reference when you mm. fucked it up, I can say, look, you showed me this. I think one thing I have learned in the yeah. five, six years, if you have that, always follow it with an email. He said, she yeah. said, when it's in black and white, it's like. Especially with email, especially with text, because it, they can be like, oh, well it got lost or something. Or mm. yeah, it's hard with group texts and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, but there, um, there's never gonna be a world in which you're not going to have conflict. If, yeah, yeah. It and it's just learning, learning how to, to to manage it. That's that's probably the biggest challenge to me personally and to a, to the company as a whole is just dealing with I think that's people management everywhere yeah. I think that's when you run a restaurant when you run this run this it's not about day to day making things perfectly smooth mm. it's when five people call in sick what the fuck are you going to do mm. when you have like a full restaurant or whatever mm. but I wanted to ask okay so what's the worst some of the worst fires you've had to put out I mean I, I think, think I was what... there for one of them yeah like oh my god like it's it's just mad. It honestly is mad. I said you experienced one. Um, I would say, rather than like give examples, um, I'll give you what I think is the worst and has happened when people fabricate uh, emotional things. So, for example, um, I've got to go home, or I can't come on the contracts, or I. Um, oh, whatever. Yeah, say that last minute and, and like. Oh. No, no, no. But then realize it's not, and then be like, because so and so's died, or so and so's got cancer, or I've just found out I'm pregnant. Something that is so concrete of being like, oh, so pulling on the emotional thing. Like, if I tell him I can't go because of this or this, and unfortunately. Instead of just when it's dishonest, when it's like them saying that, instead of just saying, look, I'm sorry, I can't go because I've decided I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And as much as you may be angry, at least you'll be like, I know that's the reason. And you can tell when someone's made up a reason. And and that's what really gets to me. I'm yeah. like, don't, like, don't jinx that. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe like, I broke, you broke your leg, whatever, like, that's on you. But don't be like, oh, I can't come because so-and-so's died. Like, don't put, don't lie about that. Yeah. And it happened in a situation where someone said they had, a family member had an illness and 
the hotel I bought. I say bought it. Like obviously, he would do. Yeah, that. well, you just the hotel trust said, um, you know, we just need proof. They got the letter. So I was like, look, I'm really sorry to say this. Can you just send me a? a, a, a so he sent me a letter. The hotel called, and it was yeah. it was made up. The hotel called. The husband was like, this person doesn't exist. This letter's a fraud. So wow, I didn't know that yeah, one. That, that, that's that, horrendous. That, that, that happens, and that's so insulting. That's just like just be honest. And the thing is, I've because I came to you when I was struggling, and I just said, I'm sorry, I'm just not enjoying yeah. like I just find the job too stressful yeah and you were like you were great you were really cool with me you were so understanding of it like and I put you in a hard position where you set up this job for someone and then like had this now gap of where someone was putting in work so and you were really understanding with it so I think look when someone's a tyrant clearly I get why maybe you would do it but just be honest like don't be a dick I, would say, like, I don't think lying is the the worst the the, the lying part like so let's say you have to drop the bad news whatever it may be that your boy can't do it if you lie then the, the the negative part that happens from that will last longer yeah let's say you gave me like this is bad this is bad tell me the truth and if I go look disappointed but okay understand call by then when that phone's done. Your negativity was the the, the the negativity inside you will start to dissipate. Whereas yeah. if you lie, it will stay with you for longer because you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. And it will, yeah. And then also, if someone you do say like I did, let's say I would never do this. I hope, but let's say you pulled out because of something you told me the truth, and I was like, you motherfucker, I'm yeah. put the phone down and and then be like, fuck that guy or fuck that girl, like yeah. what you know. What does and, it matter? And then, you know, and then like, so. Then, and once again, your negativity dissipates quicker. Yeah. So just be honest, because fundamentally, I believe it would be better for you anyway. Because yeah. And if so, and trust, I've, I've had it before. I've passed, passed bad news on to clients and had negative responses in that top, like, um, you know, getting really angry and shouty way. It happens. But yeah. that's just life. And then you just, you know, if it's not you, just put, put But the that's the thing. It. Yeah, it's it's just you can't really manage that going on. But it's just like, I do think, just be honest. Just be honest. But I want to say, I want to talk about one of the worst ones you have, which wasn't your fault. Um, Go on. Which was... Um, Are we talking... Because we don't want to drop names. Are we talking about... We're talking... When you... Yeah. I said... You said, Joe, just come back into the office. You deal with... And but pass the phone to me, and you found. You I were... think it was eventually that it was uh, basically they sent this guy on a gig. No signs of anything wrong. Yeah, I know what you're about. Yeah. Yeah. If I can, I tell this story. I mean, you don't want to look like the company. Sending no, no, no. It's not that. But this was. It's this not was, that. Because... Well, that was a guy who lied as well. Yeah, that he lied. Was he was totally lied. fine. There's there's a clause in the contract where you have to say, do you have any mental health issues, addictive? Are you physically issues? fit? Are you mentally fit? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, turns out definitely an alcoholic, drunk on the first two nights, didn't know how to do any of the guitar solo stuff like that, which he hadn't shown any signs of. Nope. And it's one of those difficulties is like you don't want to micromanage musicians because that's not fun. I've been in an agency that does that and it's stifling. Mm. So, you know, I really like our here and now would like help nurture, but also you know, leave the creative freedom for a band to be what it's going to be, have an individual voice, have creativity and stuff. And then, so you do this kind of, you know, mix of management and checking, can you send this video, da, da, da. And then they go out on a gig and just go off on one. And you're like, so what, should I manage more? But no, that would mean that the good musicians are then feeling stifled. And mm. that's not how, how, the agency I want to be. But then how do I avoid 
dickheads who lie and fake their way. And he basically ended up on this contract, like, and ended up smashing a hotel room and just losing the contract for yeah. the other girl he was with as well. And it was just, and for you, and just, and just, just put an awful stamp on the company where mm -hmm. the company's like, we tried everything to make sure this doesn't happen, but mm -hmm. it's like the rules you'd have to put in to avoid you know what i mean like do you have to care? i mean the, the, like it's impossible to um at some point you have to input the human factor like yeah. like it's you, just gonna go you, wrong. You, like you know people say oh can you do do you not psych test these people like what like we, we don't run a psych lab i'm not gonna come somewhere and say like blink every time you see the blue dot you know yeah. um and then you know push his butt when you see something that's fearful and then try and you know and, and it's difficult it, it, you don't don't let the minority spoil it for the majority yeah and it's difficult as well because like a lot of people will say um you know on all of these gigs there's always people who end up on these gigs whether it's your agency or another agency yeah it happens that, to everybody it happens to everyone where that a they fuck up or they just aren't great musically mm. you know they they just aren't quite up to scratch mm. and People go, oh, well, why don't they vet them harder and vet this and that? I'm like, do you know how many people, often they've got the best lineup and the best lineup pulls out the day before mm -hmm. or the best people don't want to go away and you need to find a band then or the person doesn't like the look of the best people. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard. Well, like when you put all the factors in to what the client wants, the pool, musicians available goes down and down. All right, you've got all these musicians available. It needs to be six months. Okay, down to there. Yeah. Um, it's in said country. Well, the, half of these people don't want to go to that country. Down to there, um, they must be certain kink, skin color, certain hair color, a certain height. All right, down to there. Yeah. Then all the ones that have got just got boyfriends or girlfriends and now don't want to go down to there. Yeah. Then the ones that are really really good musicians have the cream of the crop. Like gigs available, they can pick and choose. So then they jump on another gig, so it's down to there. So you, this is... And then some of them are arrogant a, bastards, so they're difficult to work I'm with. Running, like, I'm running, now we're down to here, like I'm um, running out yeah. of this. So, yeah. Um, you, here's, here's a thought. Uh, to, can just, I get a glass of water? You can get a glass of water. Thank you. So like, oh, so true, more phone calls. Oh, hi, Emily. Emily's amazing. She sings down a Brighton musical. This is our first live, live streaming. Well done, you're part of it. Um, anyway, so one thing I wanted to ask you was just for anybody who wants to do contracts abroad. Yeah. What are your, th what would you recommend? What a big problem? What do you look for when looking for someone to send on a contract? What do I look for? No, what advice do you, would you give to someone who's kind of wants to audition? What, okay, what advice? Um, ah. Here's what I would give a piece of advice. In many of the lines, or many of the industries, many of the lines of work, if you want to get a job at McDonald's, if you want to get a job for a law firm, you wouldn't get a job in, in McDonald's, not there's anything wrong with McDonald's, um, yeah. or a law firm, plenty of wrong things with law firms. Yes. Um, <laughs> then you're not going to be able to just send an email to said company and be like, Yo, dude, um, really fancy the shizzle that you're doing in Dubizzle. I mean, yeah. I haven't, I'm actually, they haven't said this per se, but it's yeah. on this level. Um, 
check out my videos. Nice one. Or cheers, babe. Or kiss, kiss, kiss. And it's like, don't I'm, I'm, I'm not too conscious of formalities, but I think there needs to be a certain level of formalities sometimes. I mean, look, I'm yeah. in work. I, I don't wear a suit to work. I, I dress what I want. I have a, you know. But yeah, things but like there's... that, so I'd be like, so if you're going to apply for a job for Music Aid, treat it like you're applying to be for a law firm. The more professional you treat the role and the company, the better you're going to stand. Yeah. Um, and then, or, and don't, um, loads of little things actually. Yeah, no, go for it. Um, see a Facebook message. Um, you want a job, read the ad properly and, and send the email. If it's not for you, don't send an email because yeah. it, it doesn't look good. Don't leave a comment saying, hey, check out my page. Um, oh, compose a application correctly. Don't just send me um, a link to the advert with five pictures of yourself and five links. You know, just yeah. maybe treat, because you wouldn't, like, imagine if you, um, even if you're, like, on a date purpose, you know, like, like you, you, you still put effort when you go on a date, and you why are you not putting effort even for well, a just, job? Just, just compose sentences. Sen- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just do that like, so, like, fundamentally, just, like... And be polite. Put, and, and... Um, I don't think it's even about being, like, you know, super formal. It's not yeah, no. formal, but it's, it's being polite. Being, like, even, you don't need to see, like, but just, hi there. My name's Roxy. Yeah. This is my thing. Like, I saw your advert for this. Um, here's the thing. Please you see a link for. to this show reel, this, this show reel. And, and that's this, it. Yeah. Let us do the rest. Like, we don't have to um, know why you first fell in love with guitar. What was the first song you ever played? We don't... Oh, I you mean, probably get that as well. So, like, just um, keep it concise. Keep it professional. You are right. I mean, I'm not. I'm asking to dear sir, madam. No, you're not. But, but like, you, you are just asking. You know, what's like, up, my man? Or you know, for like, a come on, like, um, just try and keep it a little bit formal. So do that, and then also, um, and then obviously, if you're going to give a CV into McDonald's or the law firm, whatever, you wouldn't write this CV on a pe- on a on a napkin, right? <laughs> so why would you send me a clip of you playing, like, on a stage that? Your friend filmed 400 me- 40 meters away from the stage that's in pitch black that you can't see, that I can't see, and then you can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. So just, um, or it's not relevant. Like, oh, it's not, yeah, so there's, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but yeah, yeah fundamentally, to answer your question, just do, do the basics and do them, do them well, and then you'll get, um, you'll probably get recognized. And that, I imagine other agents may say the same thing. I don't know. But. What's things the biggest problems you find with people when they go out or things they don't expect that you wish they knew tell the question again right so what what's things you wish like people knew before going out on their first contract for that that it's not just about music yeah you're an entertainer like no like i always say you could have Let's do some famous people. Let's say John Bonham on drums, or, or Jojo Mayer, or um, Bernard Purdy, whatever. Like the creme yeah. de la creme, Jimmy Page on guitar, Steve I, whatever. Uh, yeah. Victor Wooten on bass. You can see where I'm going with this. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no offense, Ringo Starr on drums. He's a great drummer, but he's yeah. renowned for being maybe the worst member of the Beatles. Um, a singer, let's say Robbie Williams, he hasn't got the biggest range, like you know, um, but right. he's a great singer. Yeah. Well, Bob Dylan is a singer. But, 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 yeah. <laughs> but there we go. But fundamentally, 
they're gonna the the, the 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 second band I say Ringo and they're gonna last if they realise they're just there to entertain. They're not there. No one wants to be schooled in music. You're yeah. not playing to your friends at BIM. You're not playing to a, a private jam night with full of musos. You're playing to Ted, Sarah, Salim, Shway, whoever, <laughs> who just want to have a beer and watch live music and be entertained. Yeah. They don't care if um, um, you finished on an imperfect cadence. Yeah. Um, they don't care if you just like change it to, you know, switch. You know, or if you when, lowered your key, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't sing uh, in this key because it's, I sound better in that key. They don't know that. So do I can't. It, yeah. I can't rap. You're not performing for Def Jam. You know, Jay Z's not in the audience, and you're not yeah. trying to vouch. So, if one thing, to, yeah, to I digress, just to to realize that you're there to entertain. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not. A, you use music to entertain. So you're a muser, but it's all about entertaining. So yeah. that's that's what I wish. I try. I think we try and convey that. I think you know, Roxy helped us with um, our post video. Um, development with the band with some ideas yeah. and we very much focused on the entertainment we yeah. came with dance moves pattern things and so on and so forth well it's 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 one of those things that no one seems to train musicians and, and certainly I don't always think it's as much a job as the musicians if the musicians can do it as well that's great Yeah. but like I find it's more of a problem with singers of not being able to entertain as much yeah and it's it, not easy entertaining I'm it's maybe, I just think it's not taught. I yeah, think it 100%. is easy. I think it's easy. It's, I think well, no so it's one easy when you know you. how. But that's anything. Yeah, yeah. Not, guitar's not but easy so, to play unless someone teaches you and you sit and practice. True. Like, you know, and, and fronting is not easy to do unless someone, I mean, I think it's easy, but that's because I've been doing I it. I think like, so I don't know, like. It's not natural to everyone and no one teaches it. There's mm. no course in how to speak to an audience. Yeah. Unless maybe some public speaking, but no one... No, you could definitely find like a private course, but funny me, I think you're referring to like music education. But even then, do they do Master of Ceremony courses? I, I probably would They probably say not. do somewhere. But but somewhere, like, but like yeah. not... They're probably more concerned about MT, like getting to grade eight, um, composing this. These things are or great, musical but... theatre, they teach you acting and off, like... But they don't teach you... No one teaches you freeform. It's interesting. I want to really want to get some drag. So you say freeform of freeform, like just just bants. A bants, yeah, okay. Bants on a microphone. Maybe I mean, bants come as a word. I don't remember I don't saying know. it ten years ago. Yeah, it's not a thing. No, it's definitely a thing. But um, but no one, no one teaches banter. 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 Top the bants. Original top bants. Uh, no one teaches you that, and mm. and most of these girls, a lot of them have personality off stage, and then you put them on, and you're like. Mate, what's going on? It is like I, I get to some extent I agree with you, um, but one thing I would highlight is um, I don't know, shy Simon can sit in and play the guitar and go, put your finger there, put your finger there, put your finger there, play that as a chord mm. and get better and better and better, and he can do that. But shy Simon can't be like Simon, go on stage and say this, 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 and this, and this. Because fundamentally, he hasn't got the nickname shy Simon for. A, any other reason than he, he's too shy yeah. to do it. So you are right. I think there are some people who aren't as inclined. That, yeah, that yeah. are inclined to do it. But I also think, I do think it would be valuable to be taught. And I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, not. And also maybe it. more jam nights and stuff like that, if that would help them. What If they didn't, didn't make it through an audition, let's say, mm. what, what do you find is the biggest problems you find with players that stops you from hiring them? Players 
and jet like singers and players. Probably two. Yeah, for, we could, I mean, we sing, could sing, singers. I would say that not there's anything wrong with this again, but um, most singers that like do education and develop their craft going through like the linear process of education, it tends to focus more on MT. And Rihanna, if you know, if you had Rihanna sing a spoonful of sugar, it'd yeah. sound a lot different than the way Mary Poppins sings it. Right. You know, and if Mary Poppins tried to sing Kesha's TikTok, it'd sound a lot different. So do so, you find you get a lot of like musical theatre sounding? The diction is too, too, too perfect. So I'm like, your tone's great, your pitching's My great. My anaconda don't. Yeah, My anaconda, anaconda yeah, exactly. don't. My work, anaconda work, 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 don't. Work, work. No. So that, I'd say for singers, obviously if they can't sing. Yeah, no, and not if, great. I mean, when I said that, in my eyes, if you can't sing, because I think anyone can sing, but you're like, pitching, um, delivery, sustaining notes, all the obvious um, yeah. things. But yeah, for, like, if they do all of that, the one thing, if they're too empty, maybe I'll pass them, but I'll say, look, you need to work on this. So like, before yeah. I put you out, we'll probably do this again. Yeah. I don't need you to go for the whole same process, but yeah. maybe you show sing, me a video. But like, I need to see you do more of a different style. Yeah, and then um, musicians, I would say some people I fail that are good enough to do it, but I fail them because they didn't learn it. So right. it's like then if they're not going to learn it for me now, when they have to learn 120 songs. So some people like quite rightly are really good players and don't need to um, don't need to play this easy solo. It's, it's beneath them. That's not the point of learning the. Uh, but the song. problem is, you can't put them out on a gig because they're going to piss off every other musician Correct. they work with. Unless they're with a band that's a jam band that are right for the venue. Which how many of those right. exist? But yeah, circuit. how are you going to get that right? And even when you do put people out in that, it's still a pain when they've requested a bunch of songs and you're like, people need to learn. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, uh, singers being too empty, nothing's wrong with that. But this, look, it doesn't the, work for the clients need us to hear Rihanna and whatever. They don't have that tone of voice. Yeah. Musicians just like not taking the pieces seriously because they probably don't need to learn it. Oh, I can play. They'll see that I can play. It's not the point. Yeah. And like, I, I think there's and an I, element of when you're doing an audition, it's kind of if you really don't want this job, then it's not going to work well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes, I think one of the biggest things I would say to people going away, and I've spoken about this with Jamie, is that I think. And I remember when he went out, I was like, you're going to have band drama. And he was like, no. And his parents were like, no, Jamie's so chilled and he's so good. There'll be no drama. I'm like, I don't care who you are. Mm. There will be band drama in some format. You're basically living with these people. It's impossible not to. Oh, man. Like, it, like I always... If it's not personal, if someone hasn't shagged someone, someone hasn't, then there's working differences. And yeah. it's not that either aren't hard workers, it's just that one likes doing it like the track and one likes being a bit more freeform. One makes mistakes, one doesn't like mistakes. And mm. I don't like the tone you're using on that track on mm. key. Or I don't like your guitar tone or your key. You're too loud. It's just shit will come up. My first contract, I did it with two of my best, realm of best friends. Yeah. Um, and we ended up falling out. And they're my best friend. I've never argued with them. And there was elements of what you're saying, but also fundamentally, we had breakfast together, lunch together, dinner together. We went out we went out on a night off together. We saw each other six nights a week. In the day, when I wasn't doing anything, I'd be like, ring them up, hey, you wanna go and play pool? We go and play pool together. So fundamentally, after a while, 
I think it's human nature just like just slowly like the two magnets just then start going back against each other. Yeah. So yeah, it it's inevitable. It becomes like your family, but it's just family that you work together, you party together, you everything together. And if you're an idiot, you sleep with. That doesn't work. That's how do you manage that? Because that happens impossible. every time. It's every time. I don't, yeah. There's um a gentleman that we do business with. Um, and he says, if you charge commission on every relationship, he could probably retire tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Are we writing a contract? You're not allowed to date. For, I don't mind who am I to... I, actually, like you, I don't, I don't mind whoever... Do, it, yeah. I don't mind who, what you do. Like, I don't mind if you do this, you do that. As long as it doesn't affect the job. Like, if I employed someone that, I don't know... Was, was, I don't know, an alcoholic, but like he drank all the time. But as long as he came in and did his job really well, yeah. what he does after, outside, it's up to him. Yeah. I got, some, got well, a gambling the, the addiction, the, you know, fine, whatever. But if you get together or sleep with someone and you can be, which is very difficult to do, I must say, and I could do it. Even some of the best ones who've done it, it's still in. Mature know. about it and still carry on and not get um, well, them great. Like, I might be like, well, now you're sacked because. You've 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 slept with each other, or now you're dating. No, no. no I mean that but, shoots yourself in the foot. But it, yeah, just, totally. it just always goes wrong for the band. I would say yes, it does majority of the time. However, I always believe that most bands have like a two year shelf life anyway. So a couple yeah, of have yeah. got to have had bands that have started, and it's worked, <clears throat> and that band's existed. But then maybe the second band that they started together as a couple, there've been problems then. Right, so okay, like yeah. if you look at it as a band as a two-year entity, then okay. sometimes it, it does. The shit makes it way it makes it way home, but uh, other times, yeah, more often than not, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Then I have a couple of other questions I want to ask. I wanted to ask. So here and now is now venturing into some new territory. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, don't want to give away too much, um, but I would say. What we do differently, to some degree, than other agencies. I feel like more agencies are doing it now, but especially when we started, there was yeah. only one other agency that I was aware of that did the concept that we did, because it's a lot more work, and then more work means less money. Yeah. You know? Um, we produce bands, um, we put them together, and we've been doing that now for... And you do the promo as well. You do promo the, as well. You do recording in house. You do. We've got the, the studio. We do. We've got everything. House, yeah. So once again, it doesn't matter. For five, six, seven, eight years that we've been doing it, we've learned a lot about entertainment, what works, what doesn't. So we want to bring some of the things we've learned to the UK market. Yeah. Um, so it's we've got a plan that hopefully that in a year's time, if anyone listens back to this. And here's this particular thing that it will be it will be in action. Yeah. Um, but yeah, taking what we've learned about high quality bands. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some. I believe we've got some of the best bands on the circuit. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not taking any credit for them. The, the guy, the guys do it. I'm learning from them. Yeah. I talk to the bands. I ask them what works, what doesn't work. I see videos. I go out and watch them perform. I ask them what they're playing, what they're not playing. I try to get involved. Not in a micromanagement way, because I need to no, learn. I'm you, not, don't, you don't I'm not playing anymore, so like, how, how am I meant to know yeah. um, to a certain degree? And a lot of the things I pass on to new bands, I'm just like, um, you know, um, I, I'm just a messenger. 
uh, between yeah. the two. So learning all that and then employing it in the UK. I mean, you know what some. works from experience and that's good to Yeah, I mean, and, and I still do have a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did play for four or five years in a covers band for, yeah. for like six nights a week. And I did play in a covers band in the UK. I was going down Bognor yeah. Regis playing gigs. I was playing weddings in Newcastle. I was playing at them local Weatherspoons. Covers bands, and I've done. I used to be. Weatherspoons does bands. O'Neill's, O'Neill's, sorry, O'Neill's. Weatherspoons. Hilarious of Weatherspoons did band. Weatherspoons. What kind of band would play at a Weatherspoons? Um, I can't decide if if I was going to pitch a Weatherspoons, I would pitch a trio of the men, a trio of old men or women um, (laughs) playing um, old folk classics in the corner that you can have a bit or two. That's what I would pitch. Dad Rock. I wouldn't even make a play of Dad Rock because it'd be too interfering for the guy reading the paper that right. wants to come. Just like a little acoustic trio playing yeah. in, in um Yeah, but in what the about choir. Saturday night at Weatherspoons? I don't know what accent that is. No, meant no I'm to not be. sure about yeah, that. No. But what about a Saturday night at Weatherspoons? I mean... It gets mental then. Then I don't... I think having no entertainment is probably the right thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think entertainment you would get, mean I love the thing like there'd be mean, 10 fights. There'd be 10 fights and you could never please anyone because it brings everybody. It brings, you know... Your binman to your lawyer, your um, yeah. you know your your hipster to your grebo, whatever, yeah, and it's everything. Just in not going to work. Just no live music. Everyone loves three Jager bombs for a tenner, so you know no one turns that down. Right. Okay, so so you're you're starting in the UK market. Yes. Right. So that will be happening. Do you have the musos you want for that, or will you? Be yes. Um, got your people. We're just building our fun- like so the whole fit premise that I'm trying to focus on is like producing acts that we believe will suit a certain outlet. Yeah. If you have certain, so I believe that skill we've got is if you have a certain type of venue, I believe that I could come to that venue, talk to you about your venue, work out what you want, look at who your yeah. clientele are, and design an act, a piece of entertainment, whether it be a silo or a seven-piece band, Oops. to do that. So the, what the only thing that we've, we haven't got the muses for the, the the final band we haven't produced, which is something we're looking at um, highlighting, is like a urban rap grind. Act. Oh, sick! Yeah, like some. So get in touch. If you weirdly, know. like I hate to use them, but like I mean, funny me, like the Endubs lineup. You know, they've yeah. got a, you got a great singer, female singer that can rap. You got a great male singer that can rap. When I say great, it's subjective. I'm not saying I'm a big fan of Dappy oh, yeah. and Tilly. Um, and then you've got a rapper. You know, so yeah. that kind of vibe. Um, it's just not the usual market you sell for. So no. it, it's not. So it's just a different thing. But you, you know, once you hammer down that concept I think it'll yeah, yeah. come so, time so you're building that and building you're also that. building a new studio that's the okay. plan yeah um, we've got to try and grow the studio business so for those that don't know we also own Oxygen Rooms in Birmingham in Birmingham, Birmingham. you can check us out at Um I don't actually know the um, social handles um, fail Fail. Fired. Fired. That's done. it I'm done all this talk of being prepared um, yeah or you can like we've featured on some Noisy documentaries, some Vice documentaries, some oh, Red Bull documentaries. We've had some cool acts like Mike Skinner's come down. We've got the Twang there, the Vamps. I don't know if you've heard of the Vamps. They're like huge. They're like yeah. You know, they're like the next. Well, they are the the busted. You know, busted. Oh, right. yeah, they're no, like they're, busted, they're yeah. the modern busted, if you will. They used oh, to sick. rehearse. So we've got a, we've got a kind of our. We, we I want to also stay in touch with the original industry as well as the covers market as well yeah so we're focusing on that as well okay interesting so many the, pies, this, where's many the fingers. studio opening um well we're going to um take 
um, the studio upstairs in Birmingham. Um, and then we're looking at some sites in London as well. Okay. Um, nice. Would this be called Oxygen Rooms or would it be a new thing? Uh, it depends. Um, okay. I'm not sure. Um, the, the one, the, 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 the studio that we're building upstairs would be the Oxygen Rooms. Yeah. Um, if we build out of it, it will depend okay. on many factors. Right. Potentially. Potentially. I don't know because like Oxygen Rooms is synonymous with... This will be like recording of rehearsal studios. Oxygen Rooms has its own identity okay. regarding recording. So if we and that is um, that works. So if we take the Oxygen Rooms and then build an Oxygen Room studio in London or but Brian, it does have the same concept. And then and then, yeah. and then is it watering down the organic growth? The um, right. so that's what I mean. Like that's a, so do we? Busy so do you know what concept you have for the London venue that you want to supply? That purely um, rehearsal studios. And uh, do you, what will set it apart from other rehearsal studios? Um, we once again. You're like, oh wait, I haven't thought of this. No, 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 no. I have. But like, have but I'm so like, um, I don't I'm know. I'm not pitch ready. I'm not pitch no, no, ready. No, no, I'm, I'm very pitch ready. It's more that I don't want to like, I don't know, like. You don't want to give away. Give too it much. away too much, like. And no one's gonna go. Oh, Joe and I said, do learn. Let's go build this. Team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Fundamentally, um, dealing with um, like membership studios. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get like you used to have a gym membership. Um, and then you have to go to certain hours and things, and then, and then now the new gym, like gym, gym gyms have evolved as like a memberships and yeah. the way you do it, and the yearly, annual, weekly, monthly, different packages. So rather than having the same mould of being like, oh, we're doing an hour for the rehearsal, or like, this is an hour cost this much. You'll yeah. Have... So I'm I'm trying to we're trying to incorporate a new concept about the way in which rehearsals are packaged as. Um, like in in a monetary term, like I, I we don't want to do hourly studios, like monthly contracts with people, monthly memberships in right. studios. Oh, sick! That'll be cool. Um, Inshallah. Right, I wanted to ask uh, just a few more things because I know sure. you've got to go home and rescue the dog. Yeah, Monty, you will. Yeah. Hopefully, if anyone has checked out our Instagram, you'll know who Monty's. This is um, here and now. Ints, yes. Yes. At here and now. At ends. here and now. I ends. know that. E N T S. E N T S. I know that. I remember that much. Yeah. Well, no, no. More than me. I always forget the Twitter handles. I don't know how to Twitter. Does anyone? Does anyone tweet? No, people do tweet. I think only celebrities tweet. No, people do tweet. Like my sister has. Like, oh really? Yeah, she's in IT and they tweet. Oh. My mum's in cricket and they tweet. I just. I, I just. I've never tweeted. I don't understand how to Twitter. I think we tweeted for a little bit, but um. Bobby, who works with us, he handles, no pun intended, um, he handles all the social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like, I don't know how to twit. Yeah. Twit I mean, like I said, I mentioned MySpace earlier, so. It's hardcore. Got to go back soon. That's going to yeah. be vintage. Yeah, Apparently exactly. it's a place for obscure bands. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll come round, you'll come around my house and I'll show you my MySpace page, like, look at my vintage MySpace yeah. collection. <laughs> By the way, are you still doing that reggae band? Because I know you were doing Yeah. That. Um, yeah, I still play, so I still, I don't, it's quite actually fun what I do with my reggae project. It's the first time I play for fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, and, um, from the age of like 16 to, until I started here and now really, maybe even a year into that, there was always pressure on music. It was always a living. And I only started, I started playing music as a kid because it was fun. 
And all of a sudden it became a job. And then all of a sudden it became serious. We had to do this, we had to do that. And now I just play because I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy getting together and I play some shows. If we become the next year before it, great. If we don't play another show tomorrow, it doesn't matter. And but that's quite a utopic mindset to have. But I think that's good to be in it for that because I think I think the biggest problem with a lot of originals is that they're in it for the end product and it's like, mate, you might not get there. And it's like... You might it's, you'll it's, ruin the whole experience. Exactly. It's like, you know, you've got to be kind of enjoying that journey. And with, with covers, it's different because you are there for a paycheck. And so... Yeah, yeah, but... It's, even yeah. if you don't have fun on one gig, it's okay because you're getting paid. But. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to um, kind of have a mindset of it being like monetary or success and then not feel the pressures of it do you find that there's a time scale for musicians to get jaded on the road it's it's down to the individual but then you've got someone like c6 steve who like <laughs> was he like 65 did he get yeah. famous when he was 60 or 50 i don't know like he got yeah and he but he wasn't like he spent his whole life working as a IT consultant and then hit 55 and was like, I want to play music. He was like grinding for years. So he didn't get jaded. Um, I know what people- What about on contracts? On contracts? I, I mean, I know people that have been doing it, they were, they were 10 years deep before I even started and they're still yeah. going now. Um, I think it's down to the individual and I think also there's many factors and variables such as what happens when you're on contract, who you meet. Yeah. You know, um, you met Sam, when, yeah. which is Roxy's other half, wonderful Sam Brown, mm -hmm. um, great musician, great guy. He um, met you in Abu Dhabi. Maybe if you didn't meet Sam and then... Maybe I would have carried on doing it. You maybe come doing it. Maybe you would have been back in South Africa. Maybe you'd have moved to a brand new... You know what I mean? Yeah, So true. Um, depends what happens on I your journey. I do think journey. relationships tend to pull people off contracts. Yeah. Or if... I think, I think maybe a lot of people, you're going to have issues to happen and i'd say probably most people could handle three and then if they can't have the, three massive contract disasters and then, then you're done oh, well, i'm done <laughs> with this or you other people that they're probably people that go on for a really long time they have three and they can deal with it it doesn't bother them but they're in there or crisis doesn't fun fit in there or they're functioning alcoholics that uh yeah that's part of it <laughs> some people i suppose yeah so it's i would say the average musician three to five years yeah so no, worry when they get thirty. I'm getting I'm getting old now. I need to buy a house. Pressure from the parents. But I need a lot to... of people join. Like a lot of the great female singers you guys have had have been thirty when they first went out. Yeah, true actually. Like a lot of people, I think they get to sort of they approach thirty, have a massive breakup, realize they haven't experienced what their true love was. Yeah, they haven't travelled or they haven't done, and they need to get away. And they're like, or they've just got stuff they want to get away from, so they do contracts mm. and do that for a while. Yeah. It's a weird industry. Though. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, so yeah, three to five years, but it is, everyone's different. Yeah, it's true. I think people get stuck in it as well. Yes, I think, um, I always said when I was doing it, that no matter what happened, my moment I hit 30, bear in mind, I would have done it for like quite a while then. It, you know, nothing, nothing anything wrong with 30, you can go to your 40, whatever, but like, yeah. I'd done it for that period, like it was a substantial period of time that I felt yeah. like I would have done that. And me as an individual, always want to try and learn and do something new yeah 
Um, but I think it's hard to give up, and I think it's hard to acclimatize to being back because you have massively. to forge your way. It's, it, there's no, there's not a lot of nine to fives in performing yeah. that yeah, you well, can yeah, just get on and do. It doesn't really, even if you like, not in the um, performance aspect, because the performance aspect exists outside of the nine to five. Therefore, you have to exist outside of the nine to five. Even like me, I do a nine to five per se. Yeah. Um, but I have to exist outside of that nine to five. Yeah. So nine fives don't exist. I mean, I can't speak for every person in the music industry, but from what I ex- from the people I do know, yeah, nine to five isn't a concept that exists. Right. Okay. So you need to go. So let's round up with. Thank you, by the way. For no problem this. It's at been all. Lovely. Hopefully, we'll do another one. And yes, we'll do indeed. First one at Facebook Live. Ooh, Mustafa says greetings from Dubai. Hi. Oh, and look, Megan Thomas. She's down for the membership deal. Oh, let's make out with dynamics. She is indeed. Where is she? She is at the Irish Harp in Doha. We were actually oh, with. Oh, nice. Um, well, with Danny. It's Danny in there. No, Danny is in Dubai. Um, she's got a new, some new, two new members. Yeah, I was in Doha last week, and we saw them on Thursday, and they smashed it. Yeah, no, of course. They For those that haven't seen it, soon you will. Um, Joe Jan Brown's version of Jump Around. Um, oh, he's amazing! Iconic. Bless him. He's a sweetheart. What a guy! <laughs> a funny. Uh, no, great band. Uh, Meg band leader done a great job. Yeah, no, she she's good. It's hard. I I think the secret is a good band leader, but then I see yeah. some good band leaders and people hate working with them. It, like there's been some like I worked with Greg Lasalle. He was my first band leader, and he was unbelievable. Mm. Like so good. But then I did hear of one or two people who didn't like him. They found yeah. him too strict in this way or. Like styles just sometimes don't match. People you need them. Um, the band, a band leader needs the right people to lead. Yeah. You know, um, some people don't. I know one of our band leaders. He did very little per se of the, the stereotypical roles that you'd perceive as band leader, but was just like everyone's best bud. Yeah. So <clears throat> when something needed to be done, he'd be like, "Come on, guys." They're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Or like, they just listen because um, it's just the right some lead yeah, by like, like, you know, like, um, like Tom Manning, for instance, who Sam was out with. He wasn't yeah. like typically like rah rah rah. He wasn't a very strict band leader. No. He wasn't, but but it just worked. What yeah. he did worked. What he did. With other his people team, would have taken the not, piss. Or other people would have like, this is too lax. I don't. Yeah. I need. I need some. I need and to... part of what he did was like coping with people who were difficult sometimes. Mm. You know, and so that, that's sometimes part of the gig is not just. It's not making the best band you can be it's just coping or managing the personalities sometimes more so than the music a great band leader needs a great band like the two go hand in hand right a great band leader that a great band well like there's only so much you can do there's only so much they can do they're basically just and even if they are great band members if there's a clash in there there's Mm. not much you can do to fix that you need right personalities you need everything yeah okay sorry I will let you go no worries Um, anything else you want to say about the company anything else you're looking for looking for well, singers, you always need. Singers. Oh, yeah, okay. In that sense, yeah. Everyone, um, if, if you, you play an instrument, sing. learn to sing as well. And if you say you can't sing, listen to um, Ian Jury. Yeah. Um, to a certain sense, Liam Gallagher. Play. Um, Interesting recommendation. You know, as as in like they're not singers. It's it's stylistically, can, stylistically you can adapt yourself correct. to a way of singing. Um, Anthony Cletus. Like, yeah. some of the Under the Bridge is quite an easy one to start with. So, find a song that you can do and develop it. But if Park you look, Life, you can do Park, park Life. Park Life, yeah, put on a learner. The Proclaimers, 500 Miles. So, yeah. there's a song out there, and in the moment you do that first one, then they'll get more and more. Before you know it, you'll be singing 
Contracts are a perfect place to sign to hone that new skill yeah. as well. If you want it, if you want to work, learn to sing and play your instrument. Sweet. Like you'll um, be working until the work doesn't exist anymore. Right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.